0: The shark show. West, cross the Wayne Carey Island. Cleary feud reignites as the Ramblers shot the Panthers.
1: That doesn't make sense.
0: Be the ball. Uh. Good day, everybody, welcome to episode 244 of Not The Footy Show, I'm Warwick Nicholson. That is Rob Cox, you can't see him again, but hey, who knows what he'll be this week. Uh, finals week one, Cox Smith, it's in the books. We have four winners, four losers, and two teams all the way uh, to Mad Monday. And evidently, um, they want to be the ones that made a big song and dance about Mad Monday. The Broncos took uh, front and centre stage with that, with a bit of WWE, uh, at a pub. So that was fun. Um, we won't talk about that, though, Coxmith. So I bring you in, and I and I want to get your immediate reaction to the fact that uh, Penrith have um, have bottled the most certain grand final matchup of all time, it seemed, seven days ago. Uh, by losing to South, we can no longer have Melbourne and Penrith in the grand final. Where does that sit with you?
1: Oh, look, mate, I mean, you, you always want to see the, the top two teams you know, maybe face off in the in the big grand final, but you know they've also both got to be good enough to get there. Mm. Um, so you know, I think anything's fair game in the final series. And and um, you know, Souths. There's, there's some interesting stats about Souths um, that I just heard the other day, uh, which was I think for the last ten weeks of the competition, um, they they've only scored. They've they've hadn't had any more than twelve points. Scored on them. Um, there's some stat anyway that that says that that the last is it the last ten weeks or the last look eight it up weeks? While you're, the while you're talking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I believe it's it's an
0: average of twelve points. Okay, um, so if we take um, from round twenty onwards, they beat yep. Saints fifty to fourteen. They beat the Eels forty to twelve. They beat the Titans thirty six to six. They lost to Penrith yep. 25-12, then they beat the Roosters 54-12. They beat the Dragons 20 to 16. And then last week they beat the Rabbit uh, the Panthers 16-10. So only one game since round 20 of over um, 16 points. Right. So so
1: that's not a that's not a bad that's not a bad effort, mate. Um, considering, you know, if you look at the if you look at points conceded, um, mm. I think they've been traveling pretty quietly. You know, pretty nicely and quietly along there, um, yeah. with their, you know, playing playing very much uh, duck, not ducks and drakes so much, but just just not being the um, the squeaky wheel. Um, and people have, you know, thought that it's all going to be Penrith and and um, Melbourne. Well, it can't be a Penrith
0: Melbourne grand final now. It um, can't, and that's the that's the big uh, spanner in the works, so to speak, because. Um... Just on South, and we'll get to the results in a second. If you, you would have known them by now, we're recording this on Wednesday afternoon. But the thing about the South victory that I thought was was most interesting was that uh, Cooper Cronk and Phil Gould both rode off Wayne Bennett in the last month. I think mm. i said to you, they made comments about are we worried about a Wayne Bennett coach team in the finals? And they both said no. And uh, well, yeah, Penrith found out the hard well, way.
1: Well, look, I, I, think, I think Souths have got a few, things, a few things going on at once. I think they've got a uh, probably, you know, arguably the most amazing rugby league coach that we've seen uh, ever. Um, he's definitely the most experienced. So mm-hmm. he's seen every trick in the book come along. Um, so he's, he's well-seasoned to handle this time of year. Um, also, you've got two halves in there that are still probably a little bit annoyed that they didn't get to play in that last-Norwich game. <laughs> As are and, most of New
0: South Wales uh, fans
1: and maybe trying to prove something against the, the two that were incumbent. I know they weren't up for the game, but the two that were incumbent, um, the mm. plays games one and two. So it's an interesting kind of a matchup um, or it was an interesting kind of a matchup. And and I said to you, I think we were texting during the game. I, I quit watching it um, <laughs> with 10 minutes to go because yeah. it was frustrating. A, full end.
0: disclosure, everybody, he did this in the game. The last time uh, Panthers played South, when South were winning, and he said, ah, oh, Panthers can't win and then I mean, amazingly got back into the game at about 10 to go and Penrith won that much. But you, I thought you'd tried the, the tactic again. It was a good effort.
1: Yeah, look, I, I'll be honest with you. And, I, mm. you know, like I, I'm, I'm an unabashed um, Penrith fan. Mm. I'm not, they're not my main team, but I'm, I'm a Penrith fan. I have been worried about them a little bit in the last four or five weeks with a few injuries, you know, when, when Cleary was injured and Luai hasn't been 100%. Yep. I've been thinking this, this kind of a loss was coming. Um, I didn't think it would be to Souths, but I've been nervous. Um, I'm not entirely sure that I'll agree with uh, Paul Kent and say that the wheels have fallen off, but geez, they've made their life harder. Um, (laughs) They've now got to get through Melbourne to get to a grand final. Um, They've got to get through this weekend to get to Melbourne. So, look, uh, I think, you know, I, I think that Penrith did themselves out of that game the other night. I think that they, they were clunky. I think that they were uh, not on point like they usually are. I think they got a little bit frustrated that their forwards weren't romping through the middle and souths were. Um, and, uh, you know, at, for a while there, I, I did the typical thing and thought that the referee was giving them a little bit of a touch-up. But mm. they had plenty of opportunity to win that they game. Did. They had plenty of opportunity, um, referee aside. So, um, yeah, I, I, like I said, I didn't watch the last 10 minutes, but I have seen the last 10 minutes since. Um, the game was over and um, yeah it's uh, it was sad it was sad for them because now they've got to work a whole lot harder they've got to do almost the impossible and beat Melbourne in a, in a preliminary if well, they get
0: there if they get there if they get there that's the key first things first though who are you today? Mm.
1: Uh, I'll, let me think about that I've got something in mind
0: but I'll, I'll, let's see how we wind up Caesar All right. All right, let's go mm-hmm. 244 We'll get to the results, uh, but I thought that the best thing to segue from where you are now is the Wayne, Bennett, Ivan Cleary post-match confrontation, so to speak. Uh, Midweek press conferences. Up until about four days ago, they were the most meaningless pieces of garbage that is used to promote games. I don't know how many times I was at the NRL and you just get the the presser come in about leading up to the games. You just wouldn't even watch it. There's generally nothing in there. Oh, we're preparing well. We're focused on ourselves. You know, if we complete blah, 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 blah. Well, this time, Ivan Cleary decided, hey, I'm going to spice things up a bit and try and get under Uncle Benny's nose and um, get the referees to look after my halfback and my son. All fair and reasonable. It's the way we've played the game forever. If you're going to make a big song and dance in the press conference, good luck to you. He did that. And then Uncle Benny decided a day later to go, well, okay, you're going to do that. I'll have a crack as well. And return serve quite well. We get to the game. Everyone's going, oh, you know, it's a nice little, you know, uh, pump up for the match. And then in the presser after the game, Ivan Cleary spends the first three or four minutes and he's, he's fair and reasonable. He's saying, look, we weren't very good. Um, we had our chances. Um, South defended really well. You know, they have a better team on the night. But, then he went and complained about the fact that you're allowed to influence referees in the lead-up to games. He said, we all do it, and I did it this week, but it shouldn't happen. We shouldn't be allowed to do it. We could spend a lot of time talking about it, but I guess the key point for me, and I want you to weigh in and where you thought about it, is that Wayne Bennett and Ivan Cleary agreed that what, he, what, he did, what they did during the week shouldn't happen. But why do you wait, Coxsmith? until after you've tried it, it hasn't worked, you've lost the game, to then complain about it. What was Ivan well, you doing?
1: Just, you, just, you just touched on the key point. He lost the game. If Ivan doesn't lose the game, influencing referees is completely fine. Exactly um, right. He, he got beaten by the master. You know, It reminds me of when I was a kid. It reminds me of when I was a little kid. We used to have football cards. Okay? Mm. And, I had them too. Um, right. And, and a fair bit of gambling used to go on. In uh, in the playground, we used to play turnovers. So you'd sit there, okay. You'd you'd have your stack of cards, and you'd turn the cards over until the 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 guy opposite you would turn a card over that had the same team that he was putting the card down on, which meant he kept all those cards. And then yeah, and it could get you know you used to get a little stack sometimes, yeah, twenty, thirty, forty cards. What a
0: rush! And then there's a picture
1: of yeah, and then the te- the teachers banned it. The teachers banned it because kids were losing too much.
0: A smart so teacher would have integrated that into the math lesson, wouldn't they? Maybe put up, put up odds oh, on, the, on, the, on the chalkboard. Odds know, like-
1: chances. So, so I, I think what it was was it, it's it's uh, a it's a little bit of um, uh, you know buyer's remorse from um, it's,
0: it's from Ivan. Up. I think
1: that's what it is. He rattled the cage. Uncle <laughs> Benny probably thought it and went. Yeah, that's a pretty good well, idea. I let's uh, open that. <laughs> well, let, let's uh, let's up the ante here a little bit, and um, obviously got to the referees because yeah. you know as has been very well uh, documented, um, you know Wayne doesn't like the fact that there's normally a couple of forwards standing next to the um, play the ball and and blocking, probably illegally for
0: Ivan oh, for, sorry Nathan's kick. One thousand percent deliberate. That's, that's, the, that's yeah. what, well, he's exactly what he's Of doing. course, it's oh. deliberate. Exactly yeah. what he's doing. Of course, it's
1: deliberate. And on the very first kick, um, Matt Eisenhuth gets um, warned not to, you know... Yeah, not to do stand, his job. Not to move. <laughs> Hold your line. Don't move. Um, so, it was in Jared Sutton's head. Um, hmm. Jared had been obviously coached or decided himself that he was going to come down hard on the naughtiness of the Clearies. Yeah. And... Um, so, one point to Wayne Bennett. Um, you know, look, trying, trying to influence a referee is as old as is, is, it's, it's the oldest game in the book. You know, yeah. whatever you can do to influence a referee, whether it's standover tactics or niceties, whatever it is, or, or embarrassing the guy, defaming yeah. him, whatever you need to do, it's um, you've got to do it. And how's uh,
0: Trent Robinson's team been going since he complained? I'm just saying, it's you know, he um. Nick Pappas paid the 40 grand and happy days. We've gone well with referees since. Uh, they had the block play as well. The, the thing about uh, Penrith and the, what he was complaining that they had cracked down on is that that's what you're coaching them to do. And, and we've said this many times. Some of the, the best teams in the comp, they play chicken with referees. They will do yeah. as much as they can to get away with and basically say to the referee, call it. Call it. Come nope. on Come on, call Melbourne's it. been doing it for 20 years. So. If you want to play that game, Ivan, try and do it before the game and say we shouldn't be doing this because that you might actually get a sympathetic ear. You can't do it after you get beaten. And I put it out on Twitter, and the amount of comments about basically "man up" um, about Ivan in relation to that was was huge because people are just people have very short memories or long memories. Sorry, it's not his point. Especially Tigers fans, because remember when. Ivan won that meaningless game against the Tigers a couple of years back and he got up in the box and kissed, threw a kiss to in the... Blue the kisses. You know, like, if you're sitting there looking for sympathy when you've got that in you, you're not going to get it. You're just not going to get it. But by the by, Uncle Benny won Ivan 0 and as Phil Gould said on Channel 9, he said, don't take on the master. No. Don't take on the no,
1: master. It's pointless. It's pointless. He's seen every trick in the book. He knows how to, he knows how to react on, on every play. He's, mm. you know, he's 150 years old. He's seen everything. Going on 300. You
0: know? it's, it's impressive. Uh, so the <laughs> moral of the story is, Ivan, uh, try and complain beforehand, uh, not after. Because uh, timing is everything. As you've, as you've no doubt seen uh, Penrith, mm. their timing towards the end of the year looked fantastic. And then all of a sudden, they're on a collision course with Melbourne. So I've got a couple of notes about ins and outs and stuff. But um, who sure. have you got for your, your avatar? Lead. Who are you today? Uh, just wait. Just wait. <laughs> Next break, I'll tell you. Okay, Max, do
1: you want to
0: tell you? Yeah, I'd love you to tell me. <laughs> All right, Mr. Miyagi. All right, wax on, wax off. Sorted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, paint the fence. <laughs> uh, the results from finals week one... It's a bit higgledy-piggledy-the-old order of the podcast today, but that's the way it is. Melbourne 40, Manly 12. We declared that uh, Manly would get a reality check on the pod. It's pretty much what happened. Uh, Very impressive. We'll talk a bit more about Melbourne next week, obviously with a prelim final coming up, but the long and the short of Melbourne is they are the best team in the comp. They proved it. They made uh, Manly look second rate, especially that forward pack who just could not match Melbourne's tempo in the middle. And this game, as far as I'm concerned, Cogsmouth, it was over on that first try because the moment Melbourne had a lead, there was just no way known Manly to get any, any time in the play that yeah. from that point on.
1: Look, look, I, I think it was over when we saw Tommy Tommy Turbo's first run and they gave him no time and space. Um, and they actually needled him a little bit and, and the Manly players didn't like it. Mm. Well, you know, I, I, think, I think we've seen two things on the weekend. I think we've seen how to nullify Tommy. Um, and it's easier said than done, but we've seen yeah. the we've seen the formula for it, uh, and we've seen how to beat Penrith. Um, Penrith don't like rolling backwards. Not many teams yeah. do, but Penrith do not like rolling backwards. Um, and when the forwards like Burgess and and Co are, are, are coming through the middle, um, it, they're not on. They're not in their you know in their happy place. So um, whoever plays them from now on will you know. Obviously, everyone has always thought to shut Tommy down, but you've got to have some centres that have, have got you know, near or equal speed and you've got to have aggressiveness and you've got to be able to, um, again, chance your hand with the referee and, and, and shut Tommy down. Um, and, and the blokes on either side of him as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, Manly got their, their wake-up call, mate,
0: um, which was you've got to be better than that to beat Melbourne. You've got to you can't a... hand look at look at Parramatta a couple of weeks ago. They didn't let an early try in from Melbourne. Instead, manly did three. Uh, yeah, it's not gonna it's not gonna end well for you. Uh, probably the most entertaining game of the round was the next match. Uh, the Roosters twenty five, Titans twenty four. I know you didn't um, watch a heck of this. A lot of I this, did. I... I
1: watched.
0: I watched uh, about twenty minutes of the
1: second half. Okay, I, I caught
0: up. Uh, I was out for a run, then came in and then watched it sort of on a bit of sort of medium fast forward at different times. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I think the Roosters were fortunate. I won't say lucky. They were just fortunate. I don't understand how you can leave Sam Walker on the bench for 73 minutes and then all of a sudden it looked like a masterstroke when you bring him on and he wins the game for you in two two respects. One, the field goal, but then also that amazing uh, track back. Oh, the tackle. The tackle. Yeah. Uh, when And I'll go, oh, as much as you can look at that tackle that he made on Phil Samy, the key play was Tedesco not committing to both more straight away. He made both more yeah. make a decision and more got a bit deer in the headlights kind of thing where he sort of went, oh, I guess I'll run this way. And he completely mm. stuffed up Sammy on the inside because Sammy had no space. If more goes straight towards Teddy and makes Teddy commit, Sam Walker ain't catching Phil Sammy because he's got that whole left-hand mm. side of the field to, to yeah. run to the trail line. It yeah. was an impressive play from Teddy. Um, but 25-24, I actually think the Titans... They won me as a as a fan in regards to how I thought they played. They 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 changed their hand a little bit. Um, they moved the ball left and right. They moved the Roosters around. Um, but ultimately, they're just not as good a side. They, I don't think they really should have got past this stage of the final. So I'm happy with the Roosters getting through. Is what's your view on that?
1: Yeah, mate. I I think it, it's it's ended where it should have for the Titans. Mm. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll continue to improve. I think the coach can coach. Um, there's a couple of key player um, positions that he needs to probably get right. Um, but I think they've got the, the the foundation of a very good team there. Um, you know, and, and by rights, they probably should have beaten the Roosters, mate. Uh, one pass,
0: one pass. Well, they did get gifted that. Equalising try, Matt Icarvalo is going to be having nightmares about that drop uh, ball that went to Jared Wallace's yeah. hands. That, that, that that's that's a gift. Um, yeah, but couple of points on Dot Titans quickly. Jaden Campbell, I think Brimson's got to be the number one because I think yep. you next year you go Fogarty and Sexton in the halves. That's what you just you commit to doing. That um, Jaden Campbell on the wing, he's got to be in that. He's got to be in that team. He was really impressive. I like mm-hmm. the look of him. Um, he's the kind of kid that doesn't you leave shirt out? Sa- oh, Sammy uh, oh, the man who doesn't pass Sammy Thompson. Herbert. okay That's, that was one of the biggest butchers of Baghdad you've ever seen um, old Patrick Herbert and I reckon um, <laughs> is there a good chance that Cory Thompson's erased Patrick Herbert from his phone just for a couple of months um, he, uh, he says him. there's
1: nothing wrong he says there's nothing wrong but geez, I feel sorry field. for
0: him because the, the frustration as you sat there he had Dave Vita and he had Corey Thompson and he went himself one of, the greats, one of the great butchers of Baghdad.
1: If there's any lip-reading specialists out there, can you tell me exactly what Corey Thompson said? <laughs> and and let me give you the tip.
0: You don't need to be that good at being a
1: lip-reader. Uh, uh, anyway, through, roosters that go through.
0: Uh, then we have talked, obviously, a bit of length of the Panthers and the Rabideaus. Rabideaus, 16-10 victors. The key stat in here, as yeah. far as I'm concerned, is one try for Penrith, and it was off a lucky um, back-back, yeah. off a kick. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, okay. They never uh, clear the he's trying, he's trying that kick, but I thought South probably could have been a little bit more desperate to try and clean it up. They weren't, and then obviously Crichton ends up with the try. Something I will say about Penrith. I don't like Liam Martin starting. I think that weakens them because I think he's better coming off the bench and adding his energy. He looked gassed in that match. Um yeah. and he was a bit of a weak point for him. Uh, Stephen Crichton had a good last 10 minutes. They catch him in the game there with a couple of big plays, but they will bring uh, Dylan Woods back. Um, I, I would like what to see it, what it,
1: I'd like to see Crichton in the centres, mate. I, I, well, I I'd move in there. I know, the I know why. Just... Momorowski, yeah. they've got in there for the defense, but I, I think you've wing. got to be, you know, like we said, like like I said the other week, if 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 you think Crichton's defense is an issue, swap him for defense. It's one one in, one out. I mean yeah. But Crichton's got to get his hand on the ball more, mate. He's one of their most exciting players and one of their most dangerous.
0: How good was, was the play be... he did to set up Staines, who's knocked on? That was a great, instinctive yeah. play. And it was yeah. on. And, and Staines put himself into position and then dropped it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Charlie yeah. Staines dropped, by the way. Um, just on oh, South. Yeah, yeah, just on South. Uh, I texted you during the match, but I was really big on the fact that South's bench of Arrow... And Burgess had to have a big impact in that in that, and in that stint. And they did. That was really mm-hmm. impressive. Panthers get Leota back. He was a big loss for them. Um, Eisenhoof was okay, but he wasn't great. They, they might get Sorensen back no. this week. But it just once Fisher-Harris went off the field, it just seemed like they lacked something in the middle, um, Penrith. Well, mate,
1: even, even Fisher-Harris wasn't great the other night. I, mm. I, I think his stats the other night was something like... Um, Twelve runs for ninety meters or something like that. I mean, it's not a that wasn't a Fisher no. Harris performance. Is he playing eighty
0: minutes in the finals for you? He is for me.
1: Well, if he's not playing eighty, he's playing sixty-five. Um, he's you want him? You want him playing as many minutes as you can. Um, I just
0: you get your week off if you win. I just don't. I don't understand the mentality of. And this was. I messaged you about this as well. What was Mitch Kenny doing on the field for the last half hour of the game?
1: I've no idea. I don't know if there was a little niggling injury or something that was going on. But, I mean, look, even oh. Tavita, Tavita didn't do much. Didn't play uh, for much. Me. I, I thought he was going to be the... I thought it was going to be the, re, the
0: rebirthing of Tavita. this. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not convinced. And final point on the Panthers. Jerome Luai, very poor. He was very poor. He had one play in the he, whole game he was right poor. towards the end with that. Where he, he made a run where he finally just put his head down and, and ran to the left-hand side, made a bit of a break but that was the worst game of, of football he's played this year by a length yeah. of the straight. That, and he can't be that, that, that. He has to be an impact next match. He just can't get back. Yeah,
1: to. for sure. But, I mean, you've got to remember that their, their forwards weren't really going forward all that much. In saying that, though, that was the worst game that I've seen Luai play at least you know, in a couple of years and, and very much not, not a uh, Origin 5-8s game.
0: Yeah. Let's see how he bounces back, I guess, is the big story here. And finally, Newcastle uh, out of the finals. They lost 28-22 Parramatta up there in Rockhampton. Wasn't a bad game of football, this one. Um, Parramatta did what they had to do. They were good without being great. Newcastle, that's what you get. It really is. They, they had enough moments in this match where you went, you know, if they can just put the foot down and get some cohesion, play some footy and and put Parramatta under some pressure. Because Parramatta had the, the run of the game for the first half hour and they are only up by six points. And then all of a sudden it was equal. And you're like, yeah, are Parramatta going to bottle I, this?
1: Well, I, I thought I thought Newcastle were going to pull something out of their bums, to be honest with you. I thought they were going to uh, get that game. Mm. But they looked like they were, they were right in it. Um, in saying that... Uh, Moses had not a bad game. I don't. I don't think he had as good game as everyone th- says. No, but that he, try before half time
0: was spectacular. That was. A, that was yeah, a, it, that I was, was a very impressed one. by that one. That was great. That was a great. But
1: let, how long? How long before halftime did that happened? That was like two that, or three
0: minutes before two halftime. Two minutes, and they scored again just before the break right. on half.
1: So, so he, he is running around some pretty tired forwards. Let's be honest. Um, but again, taking nothing away from him, he did. He did well. But I'll tell you, who really surprised me in that game was, um, Reg, Regan Campbell Gillard. He. Really put his body on the line. He had a crack, didn't he? Um, he really? He did. had a go. He had a rip. Um, and the other thing that really surprised me was you know, I, I don't really remember um, Mitchell Pierce playing. Did he play? He the same played, can be said he? for
0: Catelyn Ponga in attack. Both. Yeah. There is something fundamentally wrong with the, either the way that Adam O'Brien um, wants his team to play or Ponga's just happy. He's just happy being out there because he didn't. Mm step up and, and take the game by the scruff of the neck like you thought he would. Jake Clifford is all right, but he's not your number one guy. He can't be the one taking every every key kick in the game. I don't care right. if he can kick the ball 4,000. I don't give a stuff about that. Can he set up tries? Can he create things? Can he can he look at what's happening and not turn a forward back on the inside and the fourth tackle every time? Mm. The ball has to go yeah. to your, your Mitchell Pierce's M- and your Calum as Pierce. much as possible. Mitchell Pearce
1: to. Has, to has to be your dominant halfback, and, and he, he wasn't in that game. And, mm. and I just wonder if Mitch has checked out. I wonder if he's going to be there next year. Uh, I wonder if there's uh, you know other plans afoot, um, so to speak. So, look, I, I'm, I'm not sure, mate. I, I, um, I think, it, again, like the Titans, it ended where it should in the first week. Yeah. Uh, they were good enough to get there. But they're probably not good enough to go on with it. And if they had, if either of those teams the Titans or the Knights had have gone on with it, we'd probably be scratching our head a little bit. Um, exactly. You know, I wonder what, what the hell just happened, you know? So, yeah.
0: so uh, that wraps up uh, finals week one. After the break, we'll have a quick look at uh, finals week two matchup semi finals. I love the smell of-, of the finals in the morning. Okay, we're back. It's episode 244 of Footy Show, Warren Nicholson, Rob Cox, or as you have seen for most of the episode, Mr. Mayagi. Um, Is Karate Kid one the best of the films? 100%. Yeah, 100%. And
1: I'll tell you what else is good is Cobra Kai. uh, Never seen
0: it. Worth watching? Very good. Worth watching? Very good. Yeah. Okay. Isn't it like the bad guy in Karate Kid, like the good guy in Cobra Kai?
1: Kind of, but the good guy is still the good guy too. What you're doing is you're seeing it a little bit more from from Johnny's angle. Um,
0: So, yeah. Got to watch it. uh, Cobra Kai some uh, TV recommendations here on The Footy Show. Uh, there are games on the weekend. We have two semi finals We've got, uh, on Friday night, the Manly Seagulls taking on the Sydney Roosters, and then on Saturday night, Penrith versus Parramatta. Right now, both the two teams that lost the top four games are probably sitting there going, the pressure's on now. Rather than thinking, hey, we have a good chance at having a week off and relaxing into the into the uh, prelim final. All of a sudden, we've got to play two teams that actually are going all right. We'll start with Manly and the Roosters. Uh, Roosters finally get a couple of players back and then they lose a couple more. Uh, Takiyaho is out. Uh, Sam Verrills has been suspended for something that Junior Paulo did and a whole bunch of players have done the last six weeks. I'm not saying that Verrills should have got off. I just don't understand how he gets suspended and other players don't but that's the big conundrum for the Roosters. Takeahoe only played a couple of minutes on the weekend, but he will not be there. Sam Walker is on the bench again for the Roosters, mate. But are you thinking what I'm thinking, and that is that Lachlan Lamb will play number one, and uh, number nine, sorry, and uh, Walker will go into the halves?
1: Yeah, that's not what I was thinking. I was thinking Victor Radley might play nine, um, and uh, at least to start the game. Yeah, Coach Robinson has, has a real fetish for this, uh, leaving Sam Walker on the bench for seventy odd minutes. So, but I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure that that's going to work out. I, I, I've got a feeling this week if he tries to leave him there this long, the game will be gone. Um, I think Manly are are obviously a step or two up from from who they played last week in the yep. Titans. Uh, yeah. And let's look at Manly's record for the last ten weeks. It's been pretty good. Yes. They had a blip. They had a blip the other night. Um, they came across the best team in the comp um, on a night where the best team proved that they're the best team, and, and yeah. you know. But they'll bounce back from that. Um, you know, they'll be a tough match for the Roosters this week, given that they've lost Beryls, who's a rising star at the Roosters, and also Takiaho, who's you know, who's really him and Jared are your two are your two pillars of strength in that exactly. pack. Um, big loss big loss i don't know which one is the bigger maybe they're both equal equally big losses um i think he'll start with lamb i think he'll start with radley at nine and maybe okay. maybe they'll switch uh, you know when they drop a drop a front rower off radley will go back to the back row lamb might go to hooker and walker comes on once the heat's gone out of the game a i don't know bit. if
0: i can do that simply because of how good radley was at 13 last week he was phenomenal yeah, he was he was yeah. so good in that role both sides of the ball, the try set up to go up to almost losing his arm. Was, oh yeah. Was yeah. fantastic on Lissone. Um, that's the thing that worries me about if um, Robinson decides to, you know, put him in at nine is that do you take him out of the game for 20 minutes just to fill a, fill a spot? Uh,
1: you know what? I, I think I think his defense won't change much because he defends in the middle anyway. I think that that um Radley doesn't seem to do his best attacking work until the forwards are a little bit more tired he's not a very big body. So, I, I, you know, personally, I, I don't think you'd be losing much. Um, but what you might do is you might save Sam Walker um, from, from the manly forwards getting a hold of him because he's mm. lo- he's little man. He's 75 kilos. He's a little dude. Um, and obviously, Robinson's protecting him for a reason. Uh, he doesn't want him to, to go through that rough and tumble yet until he can put, put on another 20 kilos, you know. Um, so, I, personally that's what I would do. Unless they've got another nine lurking
0: around. No, is I really the that guy roster. who's in the squad, but he's only played a few games of first grade. Uh, he's done an alright job when he's had to, to be called on, but all yeah. he'll do is tackle and pass. So um, I, I would start Walker, I think, in this game, and you touched on it. There's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. Both teams are going to need mm-hmm. to score points. And you do need yeah. Walker on the field as far as I'm concerned for them. And Lamb, he was solid last week. He wasn't particularly great. I think he can play that, that nine role for you and allows Bradley to stay uh, playing 80 minutes at lock, which I think is what you need. Manly, the only change for them is Lachlan Kroger comes probably back in at hooker, which I think is a good pickup for him. But it's on Aloi, Tapau, uh, Trebojevic, Olekata, Olekatu, uh Schuster, who's been quiet as a mouse for a month. Um, mm. Things have... Got a spark under his – they've got a lot of fire under him because he has been very average for, yeah, for a month did. now. Uh, the Dylan Walker playing lock roll after 20 minutes, I don't mind it. But the key for Manly is they've got to get tempo in the middle of the field. Their forwards have got to really um, set a platform because once you free up the field for DCE4 and, and and Tommy, mm-hmm. Roosters, even with Teddy playing unbelievable footy, they can't run with Manly if Manly win them. They can't. No, I really don't no. think they can. No matter they how much have J.W.H. tries, they don't. Tries, the they don't. No. Having said that, no. the weakness that was totally and utterly exposed by Craig Bellamy last week is Morgan Harper and D.C. on the right edge. Um, Bellamy would have been sitting there just, you know, um, rubbing his hands together for a week going, I am just going to annihilate that side of the field. And annihilated he did. Morgan Harper, that's the worst game of first grade he'll have possibly in his entire career. And it's a it's a big chance for him to bounce back this week because he got found out in a massive way. Um, yep. Let's see what he's got this week because I just, you know, you, you don't want a player finishing a season getting exposed two weeks in a row in the biggest games of the year. So big challenge for him and DCE because it's on DCE as well. He, he, he left him exposed a couple of times and poor old Morgan wasn't, wasn't good enough to, to make up for it. Right now, who are you tipping? Manly. By how many? <laughs> Manly, oh
1: mate, I think I think like you say, there's going to be some points, and I'd say Manly by fourteen.
0: Oh, I'm not I'm not in the same uh, postcode as that. Um, I've got Manly by one, but I think there'll be a lot of points. I'm thinking like a twenty-five, twenty-four kind of thing.
1: Yeah, no, I think Manly are going to have too much for a mate. I, I think the, the the wheels may finally fall off the uh, Roosters' wagon here, um, and and you know, terribly terribly bad luck this year in, in players being, uh, in my mind, wrongfully suspended and also uh, injured in big ways so um, I'm still going to give them a massive pass mark even if they do lose this week Um, the Roosters, I think they've done phenomenally well Um, and I think the coach and the organisation is superb to be honest with you, Uh, as good as Melbourne if they have their
0: players back. I think this is the week across the season that if you can get to this week as a coach it's a pass mark the only way this week isn't a pass mark is if you're losing both games, finishing top four.
1: Well, he's he, you know, we're, we're obviously going to talk about the next game as well. If um, Ivan loses this week, it's a fail, mate. It's an F. Yeah, that's what
0: I'm saying. So if you're in the top four and you lose back to back, this week is the week that's the only time it can be like a not a good year. Um, Could there you, be anything
1: you... worse as, as a team that nearly won the minor premiership to go out the, the you know to be flushed down
0: like I reckon the, the worst the, the worst situation is back when we had the top five when the minor premier would, would streak the field for the whole year. They get a week off at the start of the finals. Then they yeah, lose boom gone. Boom back to back <laughs> and out. I mean South yeah. eighty nine, Canterbury in ninety three, there's a whole bunch of sides that were great teams. Well well who, what about what went, about when you know, Straight out. What about when the, out.
1: With, the top, with the top eight when we used to be up, when three and four could be exposed?
0: Oh, yeah. And the that. old McIntyre garbage. Uh, I call it a yeah. system. Sorry, I call it garbage. But, um, God, yeah.
1: I, I remember Saints one year going
0: from, I think, fourth.
1: Uh, and out, in, out the in the first week. First
0: week. See ya. <laughs> yeah, not, I don't like that. Uh, but Penrith. <laughs> it's Penrith-Parramatta on Saturday night. Uh, both Brad, Well, Brad Arthur's saved his season with the win last week. Uh, just in terms of how it'll be all job, viewed, mate. he saved his job. Saved he him. couldn't. He couldn't go out Fl- in the first Fl- week,
1: mate. I'll tell you, flano has been sniffing around Parramatta oh. for the last six weeks, and and I, I think finally he'll be uh, he'll be off that trail, that scent, because mm. I think they'll keep him. But
0: uh, but but Ivan, you know, if Penrith get knocked out this week, you know the, the, the arguments will come up of, of, of the great teams in the past where you go regular season, amazing, fantastic. And then no premierships to, to to show for it. The beauty of this parent, parent team is that you go, look, they'll be back in contention next year. It's just the, you know, you, you you can't see them dropping off unless something like happened to the roosters happened to them.
1: But I don't know, mate.
0: The, the pressure I don't know. the pressure on Ivan to to deliver because remember, this is Gus's team. This isn't Ivan's team. This is yeah, Gus's this team. Is-
1: Gus has put this team together. Um, uh, Ivan is, is taking the cream off the cake at the moment. But unfortunately, mate, I don't know. Look, people say that the window is open for the next few years. I'm not too sure about that because I'll tell you why. kick will go this year. This will be Kick-out's last year at Penrith. Um, they don't want to up the money for him, do they? Said no. Uh, and I'll tell you who will be next. Luai will be next. Unless he loses big form... He doesn't, you know, he, he looks across across the field at Nathan, who's on one point, whatever it is, million a year, and Luai's on 600 grand. Did He's Luai like, sign did he like, this
0: year? Did Luai re-sign this year? I thought Luai re-signed this for another this year.
1: two years. Uh, okay. Two years. But that doesn't mean anything, let's be honest. Uh, when so a he he signed a
0: three-year contract extension in February of this year.
1: Okay. So, yeah, I, I, I think Luai could be... Depends on how he plays. But look, there's a, is, there's a bunch of. This is before he
0: played Origin, remember?
1: That's right. So there's a there's a, there's a the few, money. there's a there's a few nuggets in that team um, that will probably want to make some more money elsewhere. That team, make no mistake, that team could be ripped apart within three years.
0: Mm. You know, within I mean, it's, 18 months, it's quite, let's be honest, because it's the way the way the system works, it's a year out from when your contract actually ends. It's not that's right. at the end of your contract. That's
1: right. Uh, and quite more often than not, you know. Well, quite often, a team will let a player go um, with the eyes to the future rather than worrying about a player playing out his time. Um, Look, I I think there was actually an interesting stat that I saw last night. I think Buzz Rothfield brought it up, and I don't often Mm. talk about Buzz. But there was an interesting stat, and that is um, there has been no coach win a premiership um, if they've already coached two hundred and fifty games and haven't won a premiership, um, and Ivan's on three hundred and sixty odd, so, uh, so it's, is it the, it's, it's the a Brian stat be, Smith stat, is it? It is the Brian Smith one was six
0: hundred odd games mm-hmm. um, or five hundred and
1: something games. It's made but, a few grand
0: finals though. I, I do. I find that part of that whole argument around whether you haven't won or not, a little bit hollow. If the player, if the coach has actually got to multiple grand finals, I think that's you know. It's
1: a little bit harsh. Mm. If I haven't made the finals, what. I'll get it. I'll, t- I'll tell you what I think, mate. I, I, like I say, I'm a fan of Penrith. Mm. And I think there's a, there's a couple of players that are playing better than they did last year. I, I, namely, Nathan Cleary is a better player than he was last year. But I think Penrith were more dangerous last year. They looked to me to be more dangerous last year. Um, they had the unpredictability. The, you know, they could pull something yeah. out of their bum. Um, I don't feel that this
0: year with them. Is it fear? Because last year particularly, there was this no fear, caution to the wind approach. And it, you saw bits of it this year. You certainly did. But Yeah. I, I got that impression out of the press conference and even the performance against um, South that Cleary wanted to grind that game away. He thought, we'll go on the trenches and then we'll, we'll beat it, it, I, I, It's not Penrith's You Seattle. mean Nathan I, or Ivan? No, Ivan. I think that's the you approach mean, that he had of the game was to play that sort of safe, you know, tit for tat kind of thing. But it's not Penrith go. Penrith's go is blow him off the park, and it's worked really well for him. Um, yeah. I don't think he can play safe. There was a game a few weeks ago, even Parramatta.
1: Was it? It was a south. Was it the South game a few weeks ago? Um, whatever game there was a game a few weeks ago where Penrith got off to a really bad start, and Nathan so was saved south. the day for him. the yeah, he South. Souths. So. I, I wonder I wonder if if there was a you know there was an element of that and, and sometimes the halfback can't save you when you're you know quite often if your forwards aren't going forward for a for a, a long time mm-hmm. the halfback can't do much, you know. I mean he might get one try for you, maybe two, but I don't know, mate. I there's been there's been elements of, of Ivan's coaching um in this year that have been there have been weird moments, haven't there? I mean there's been moments of a little bit like Ricky Stewart, you know, leaving players off for a long amount of time and not bringing players back on when they're needed and things like that. And, you know, and look, when he didn't, when he didn't rest his players the week, uh, the final week of the, um, I didn't mind that competition. I didn't mind that because they hadn't played together. Yeah. I didn't mind it either. I didn't mind it either, but in his mind, he was going to win last weekend. Um, and now they haven't, I bet you he'd pay a million dollars to give them a rest, um, to go back to round 25 and give five or six of them a rest, I mm-hmm. think. Um, but look, maybe it's just a blip on, on the radar. My, my I, I think they'll beat Parramatta this week. Um, yep. You know, I, I don't think there's going to be a lot in it. I think there's probably going to be eight points in it. Um, I think he'll beat. they'll beat Parramatta this week um, with pure class. I think he's yep. got to get them back onto the... the, the back onto the right page. My biggest issue is the week after. I know we're not trying to get too far ahead of ourselves. I don't think they can beat Melbourne. Yeah. I don't think any team can beat Melbourne, um, which makes the rest of this competition seem quite boring. <laughs> but I, I think that I think the best chance they would have had of beating Melbourne – I'm, I'm only going to touch on this for a minute because I don't want to get too far ahead – but mm-hmm. I think the best chance they would have had of beating Melbourne was to win last week. Both rest, right? Um, both go to the grand final. And then hope like hell that Melbourne had a, a tough, a, you know, a hundred-minute game or a ninety-minute game, and, and yeah. got the the put beat out of them, um, and had a you know a couple of injuries and maybe a suspension or two even. You know, it's it's a it's a low percentage play, but I honestly think that's the only way that a team any team in this competition is going to beat Melbourne.
0: Okay, let me, let me just quickly turn that around. I'm sorry, Parramatta fans, we haven't got to you yet, but we obviously we're we both going to go Penrith this weekend. But would you prefer to play the best team in the comp in a prelim final or a grand final?
1: I'd rather play them in a grand final. I'll tell you why. Because I think, especially with a team like Melbourne, they're very physical. They're mm. going to make you hurt in a prelim. And even if you win, you're going to be wounded. You're going to be limping. Um and then all it takes is playing South again with their tails up, um, you know, because that side of the draw is either going to be it's either going to be South Manly or, or the Roosters.
0: Yep,
1: I'd, I'd suggest South might do the business. Manly could too. Yep, but I, yeah, I, I I don't think avoiding the best team is the is the right strategy. I think you know to 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 be a champion you got to beat a champion. Yep. Um, I don't like the idea of of avoiding teams, um, you know, and getting in through the back door. But, look, uh, I still don't think that anyone can, uh, you know, Penrith on their day, if they're playing really well, can and have beaten Melbourne, but not in a preliminary or a grand final. They they do, you you know, Melbourne do the big events well. They do the milestone games. They do that stuff real well, you know, of... They've got their heads screwed on, mate.
0: Yeah, uh, Parramatta. Yep. Are we just are we just filling time if we talk about their chances?
1: No. Nah, look, I, I don't think they're totally without their chances. I, I, I think if they can if they can get Penrith going backwards, like um, South did last South week, did. they're in. They're, yeah, they're in with a chance. Um, I, I, I think. You know, my my problem with Param, my problem with Parramatta. Is, is about their clutch players. You know, Mitch Moses, Mitch Moses doesn't do clutch. No. When, the, when the heat's on, when the blowtorch is on and he's got to perform, he doesn't. That, and I know that sounds horrible. It sounds like I'm beating him up. I'm not. I'm just, I'm just reading history, man. That's yeah. what he has done in the past. You know, you saw it. You saw when they played Penrith, I think, the last time. He had to kick a goal either to get him into extra time or to win the game. I can't remember which one it was. That was in round... uh <clears> in 13, line. 14?
0: Yeah, around 16. 16. Yeah.
1: Um, the game was on
0: no. his
1: boot. Yep. Yeah, the game was on his boot, and he, and he wasn't out on the sideline. He was probably 35, 40 metres out and probably 15 metres in from touch. Totally gettable goal for a, yeah. a guy that kicks like he does. Um, and he misses. He's He choked. And he's done it before. He choked in the origin. I don't care what anyone says. He choked. He was poor. You know, and, and my problem with, with a team that is relying on, a cl- on, on clutch plays and, and plays that are high intensity, high, high pressure plays, this game will be the highest pressure game that Parramatta have played in the last, uh, you know, this is to go into a preliminary for one, one game away from a grand final. You know, they had a very, very poor year a couple of years ago. Um, mm. To bounce back from that has been good, but, you know, don't think for one moment this won't be a high-pressure game for Parramatta. They'll be feeling it. Every last one of them, and especially the seven. You always look to your seven. You know? um, so, yeah, I I think that's what may... I hope I'm wrong. I, I'd like to see the kid have a good game. I really would. I, Like, you know, St. George is my team, so I'm kind of... Yeah, you know, Penrith year is my second team, but it's not like your first team is in there. And and so mm. I just want to see a good game. I'd like I'd like to see them all play well, but at the end of the day, I can only go off on what they've done in the past. Exactly. See what someone's going to do in the future, you know. Um but if Regan Campbell Gillard stands up like he did last week, you know, and, and you've got you've got some tough forwards in that team. You've got Paula and Nathan Brown and Regan Campbell Gillard. Um, you know, and Ray Stone's been playing the house down, and he's I,
0: He's, he's been cutting people in half. How did he um, not get subbed for the HIA, though? That was disgraceful. <laughs> he got knocked out and he just stays on. That. I know. I, mean, I know. And Tyson Brazil comes back. I mean, what's going on? It's just because it's finals. It just makes a mockery. Anyway, I shouldn't get dragged into that. Two players I'm going to put all the heat on. Mitchell Moses isn't one of them. I think we've seen the Mitch Moses that is the Mitch Moses. <coughs> the two guys that have got to stand up for Parramatta are Clint Gutherson and Dylan Brown. Dylan Brown was was just meh against Newcastle. He can't be meh mm. against Penrith. He's too good a player. He can't sit back and let Mitch and Gutho do it all. Mm. Stand up. You're a good enough player. Yeah. I really rate Dylan Brown. but
1: I do too. You, can't, do you too.
0: can't wait for the game to come for you. You can't do what Jack Whiten did this year. It's time no. to step up because your team, as you say, it's a game from a prelim. It's yep. like you never know what can happen. Um, and there's a decision that I'd love to see Barra make. I don't think he will. I think he's shown his cards the last month or two. But Parramatta's best football has played have been Ryan Madison's on one edge and Isaiah Papaliti's on the other. They can't both be on your bench. Sean Lane back to the bench, Murado Niakore back to the bench. Both give a bit of impact when they come on, but you've got to start Madison and Papaliti in your back row. I, I really agree. think that's, yeah, there is, you've got to win the game. Your best team players have to be on the field as much as you can.
1: Having said I, all that, I think. Hmm. I think Papa Lee has has been uh in the top 2 or 3 edge back rows in the comp.
0: He's been noted since he went to the pro- went to prop. I don't And, and they put him in the middle. Why why would you put him in the
1: middle? You know? <sighs> hey. uh, it doesn't make any sense to me. You've got a bloke that's killing it out there on the left edge, absolutely killing it. No, he had spiders on him. No one wanted to touch him. Yeah. And you put him in the middle. Oh, he'll go, he'll go better in the middle.
0: Really crazy, especially when you got RCG back and you avoided a suspension for Paulo. I mean, be bold, Brad yeah. Arthur. I mean, not being bold for the last couple of years, how's it turned out for you? Have a crack. Uh, Penrith by eight for yeah. me. You've got Penrith by eight as well. So that means that we will end up with prelim finals. <sighs> that If we're not right. Quite, we're not prepared. quite the order that we thought, um, but on the Friday, it'll be Abertos versus Manly. Oh. I'm good enough with that. That'll be an interesting game. Uh, That's at Suncorp Stadium on the 24th of September. And then Melbourne hosts a prelim final on the 25th of December, also also at Suncorp, at 4pm kickoff, and that we think will be against Penrith. Now, just as a a drive-by, but I'm going to say it anyway, the fact that it took the NRL five days to change when this game was being played, when the moment Melbourne beat Manly on the Friday night, you knew that the Prelim final that Melbourne would be playing would be going head to head with the AFL grand final. All we ask sometimes is just a bit of proactiveness, you know, get ahead of the game, look at what's happening and go, you know, this would be a really good uh, fill up for the game if we actually come out and say, we're going to move this game to 4 p.m. Instead, it required a day of complaints from people, the CEO of the storm to make a phone call, go into the press saying, why? It's like, is it that hard, yeah. Cocksmith? Is it really that yeah. hard? It's not Because I can tell you, it's not hard thing- at all. There's two elements to it that I just need to call out. One is Abdo comes out and says, oh, we did it because the fans, you know, looking up, listen to the fans. We're it's not about the fans. It's the fact that Channel 9 knew that if they've got a game that rates its pants off most times at this time of the year up against the AFL Grand Final, it's not going to rate as well. It's not going to be as, mm. as uh, advantageous for their sponsors. That's why it changed. It's not because yeah. the fans complain. It's because Channel 9 go... Uh, we would like a game not going up against the AFL Grand Final. That'd be that'd be sweet. So Perfect. just get on the front foot and say it. Three, it's the Ivan Cleary argument. Say it beforehand. Get in front of the thing. You yeah. look like geniuses. It's not that hard. Anyway, so that's where we're at. Um, a couple of other bits of news quickly. Um, Adam Elliott, Dawn from the Bulldogs, Gus has sacked him. Yeah. Sorry, the board has wow. sacked him. Uh, I'm not surprised. <laughs> it was it was happening. Uh, If you listen to Gus's podcast, you knew the moment that uh, he identified that the moment uh, Adam Elliott started drinking again, bad things happened. You knew that the writing was on the wall there uh, with poor Adam. Who's going to pick him up? Because uh, you know that he's young enough and and good enough and all the rest of it to uh, get a job. So who's going to pick him up? Well, um,
1: look, if you you look around at who who needs a, a good edge back rower,
0: is he an edge back um,
1: row or is he a lock? I, I've always well, thought he's a well, better lock. Well, I, you know, they he, he and Josh Jackson flip and flop a little bit, you know, like um you never really know. But I, I either either way, you can play either or um and you can play that that middle forward uh mobile middle forward role. Um who wants him? Who's gonna get him? Um well let's go through the bottom eight, shall we? <laughs> um <laughs> because you know, whenever a player comes on the on the scene uh, on the on the market, the Tigers are after him, but they're not really. But they are, but they're not.
0: Um, it's about the only place that does scream. We need a back rower.
1: Yep, yeah, they do. They they need someone a good, honest back rower. Does he make them? Does he seven. make
0: them that better? That much better? He's a, he's a good player, but is he like? Is he a difference maker for the Tigers if he goes there? I don't think he is. Mate,
1: I think I think I might have said in in. Uh, probably round three or four this year. I, I like the Tigers forwards mostly. I like the Tigers forwards. I don't think that there's much wrong with the Tigers forwards. Um, <clears throat> I think there's a fair bit wrong with the backs, but you know, <clears throat> I think any team. I think any team that um, uh, that is a little thin, you know, on the on the ground for, for reserves, you know, maybe Dragons. Maybe the Dragons would like Adam Elliott there. Maybe you know, maybe they can show him the nightlife of Wollongong and,
0: you know, could all work the, out well. The crux of this oh. is that Elliot's on big money at the Dogs, loses his contract. His asking rate has just been, not maybe not cut in half, but it's been significantly altered in the market. Oh, yeah. It's, it, yeah. it's like, dude, you've, you've done it to yourself. So that's the way it is. Uh, John Asiata is the guy who's replaced him on the roster. Um, I like him, but he's a complimentary guy. He's maybe in your best seventeen on the, on a good day, um, but mm. yeah, again, he's going to be competing directly with Josh Jackson for minutes. Um, yep. Mm. Uh, Mary McGregor, he has a job. Uh, he is now yes. the New South Wales assistant coach. He's replacing Craig Fitzgibbon. Are you happy with that?
1: I'm not unhappy with it, mate. Um, I think I think um, both Freddie and Brandy run a pretty tight ship there, and I, I you know, I think you need you need your um, assistant coaches, and I. You know, Mary was a Mary was in the the New South Wales um, squad before, um, yeah. so, so I I can't see a problem with that, mate. I don't think, um, you know, I think. Look, if we if we go back to what we we spoke about last week or the week before, and we spoke about um, our Saints doing better now without Mary or or with him. Um, okay, I think on paper they're one game ahead of where they were. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not not entirely sure that the pro- the problem was all Mary. Definitely, there was a contributing factor. But um, I don't think he's going to be uh, I don't think he's going to be a bad influence on the New South Wales team, given that he was like a New South Wales legend himself, and also a, an Australian player. I, you know, Mary was a great player, and, and uh, from all reports um, and from my experiences with him, a really good bloke. Um, I think he just got caught up at the wrong time at St George.
0: I think if Freddie likes him, it's good enough for me. If Freddie's happy to have him on yeah. there. Uh, that's uh, a big tick from me. As we leave, uh, not the Free show, episode 244. Billy Slater, does he actually want the job at Queensland or not? Because I- I'm, I'm going to say that when he was interviewed on Channel 9, um, he either wants a lot more money than they're offering him or he just is not sure whether this job is actually right for him because he skirted old Billy. He skirted around the topic as much as he could when he got pressed about it from Rabs, I think it was.
1: You know, when I think, uh, I, when I think about the, the realities of being an origin coach, um, you know, if you were in that position where someone was knocking on your door saying, hey, Wazza, you want to be the New South Wales coach? Take away all the, the frillings and, and everything else. What would, be, what would be the first thing you would do? You want to be New South Wales coach? What would be the first thing you do? I'll tell you what mine would be. Mm. I'd want to know. I'd want to know who's in the squad or what the squad could be and who's on the rise. Yeah. Now, I don't want to go and do three games a year and lose them all. You know. Uh, yeah. Okay. You're probably going to make three hundred grand or something like that. Mm. Three three fifty is probably the pay packet I would suggest. Um, but if you're looking at the stocks and you're going, oh, geez, I don't know, but Three year deal, he said, I'm not sure that our, our best players are even on the radar yet. You know, like, I mean, you know, looking at under 18s and onwards. Yeah. Um, so maybe he doesn't like what he's seeing there. Or like you said, maybe he wants a lot more money.
0: I, I get um, the sense it could be that simply because he, he touched on the element of I have to work out what my life looks like, essentially, is what he said. Now, that tells me that if the money is right, yeah, I'm doing it and it's going to have Mm. to be significantly more money than I think what they're offering because they think he's pretty comfortable with what he's doing right now. And and see, the thing about the Freddie comparison that I made last podcast, Freddie's made it look pretty easy. All things considered, he's made the whole, you know, doing Origin, doing Channel 9, keeping Malaricanism, Mm. he's made that look pretty easy. Billy has, has definitely taken a bit more of a serious Look on his telecast. Yeah, but his approach to that. But Freddie's Freddie is a different. He's a different cat, mate. He's a different cat. He's, I a agree. Very,
1: he's a very different dude to Billy. So is Billy um,
0: worried that he might not be able to pull it off, and that's the thing that's holding him back? If the money is not quite, you know,
1: astronomical. Well, let's let's pretend for a moment that we know what he's getting paid at, at Channel 9, I'd suggest it's somewhere in the same category as what he's getting paid, what he would be getting paid. Yeah. Um, about 300, I would have thought, um, at 9. Uh, you know, where else is he going to make 600,000 bucks? Unless he has aspirations of being a, an NRL coach. Mm. And even then, and even then, you're only going to make, your first year, you're not going to make any more than 600. Um you know, you might make up to a million bucks, but what a pretty cool gig going and working on TV for 300 a year and then copping 300 or 350 from QRL. Um, you know, and, and he obviously has the footballing talent and, and uh, know how. Um, I don't know, maybe he's holding out. Maybe he's trying to force him into that, um, uh, into the promised land of you know, half a million it dollars. It's just
0: a fascinating, fascinating way that he answered the question. It just wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, let me add it. It definitely wasn't that. And let, let me ask you playing, something. Though. Hmm, yeah, bit Let me ask you something.
1: If he doesn't coach, if he doesn't take the
0: gig, does Big Mal come back? Well, Big Mal's not allowed apparently, because you know all that uh, test football that Australia's playing um, won't let him. <laughs> won't let him coach. Anyway, uh, let's wrap it up there. It's been a lot of long one, but hey, we hadn't yeah. spoken through. For- a week but it's uh it's what you're getting right. this is this is this is finals time i think there's always plenty to talk about it's the best time of the year. i know cocksmith reckons origin is but please the football we saw on the weekend was thoroughly enjoyable even watching um melbourne put a number on manly it's still like this is a good footy side and uh, oh, the, the, the intensity's moment, up isn't it at the, the moment uh up. right now it's melbourne's comp to lose as far as i'm concerned uh and we will see how the next week unfolds. We may convene towards the end of the week. We'll see if any interesting newsworthy worth, comes up. But other than that, Cocksmith, it's a pleasure once again. I know you've been slaving away Absolutely. in the backyard and, and moving concrete.
1: Uh, yes.
0: Oh, yes. Um, so, I'm just about
1: to go out there and spark the barbecue up and have uh, some hamburgers on the barbecue. Ooh, so. Very, very good. I've got um, some ribs
0: in the oven. So uh, nice. Happy days nice. here. Happy days here. Uh, we'll speak to you next good time on the footy show. Get us on all the places. No reviews this week. Very disappointing. We gave you two podcasts in three days and not a single review. Mm, are we that bad to listen to? Well, yes. But uh, anyway, for all the new listeners that actually said this week that they've been listening, thank you very much. Uh, even my flatmate decided to have a listen. So uh, well done. Uh, Michael Morgan plays for the Bulldogs, apparently, I said, so I apologise for that. Uh, we'll speak to you next time on The Footy <laughs> Show. Take us out, Cogsmith. <laughs> Pepsi. Not The Footy Show, it's people's escape, it's people's relaxation.
1: And we need to do everything in order to continue that great uh, tradition of... Mm.
0: birthday, boy. Pepsi.